everyone, welcome back to the One Kev Podcast, a podcast about anything and everything. And uh, thank you for everyone who's given us feedback again and um, the kind of the motivational, uh, I guess, speech to get us to keep going. Um, and uh, we hope that's to keep you more entertained. And again, this is just our little side project that we uh, we really we'd like to continue on uh, forwards. So if you had the time, please, you know, give us a share and uh, hope we can keep expanding on onto this uh, podcast and stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, hey, hey, Juan, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. Not much. Same answer as last week's. Uh, yeah, but... nothing, nothing has really changed, eh? <laughs> yeah, nothing really changed. Jack shit. Oh, I got an, I got an actually an interesting uh, story from my work two days ago. Um, so yeah, my, my coworker, uh, runs over to us and, and just out of nowhere, she's like, yo, did you guys hear that one of her patient was stuck in a toilet for 18 hours what? And, and couldn't make it to the workplace? It's like, what? what? <laughs> and I just burst out laughing and, um, <laughs> yeah, she was stuck in a toilet for 18 hours and the... When the ambulance came, they had to take the whole toilet out and bring her to the hospital because they 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 were like afraid to break the the thing, right? Because it might cut her or something like that. And she's like an old Asian lady, so oh, no. <laughs> they didn't want to crack the toilet, so they brought the whole toilet to the hospital, <laughs> and they had to call a toilet specialist. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and then he a had to like specialist. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like, hilarious! Oh my god, I mean, I, I it was so funny because like she wasn't hurt or anything like that at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, but oh my god, hearing that just cracked the fuck, you know, it cracked me up. That, that's that's it. That is a very funny uh story. <laughs> it's, you never it's, hear uh, that. Man. You knew we don't hear that anywhere else. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> speaking of work, uh, before we get to the main plan topic, as you may know, today we are. Uh, going to explore into conspiracy theories because we thought that was a really fun uh, little topic that we can talk about. But before we go into that, something really interesting came up, and uh, let us he- let us hear your opinions if you ever uh, would like to voice him. Uh, but uh, recently at work, I was um, I was in a meeting um, since I work with youth, and uh, I'm part of an institution that advocates and helps um, newcomer youth through Canada. Um, and to adjust to Can- Canadian society, uh, I was invited into a meeting today with a person uh, of the Canadian government, well, representing, I, I should say. Uh, I'm not really sure what her position really is, but um, that person uh, did come and asked us uh, for some opinions about a bill that's going out uh, in Canada that's, uh, that appoints a uh, what we call an independent commissioner for children and youth in Canada. Okay, this is an interesting discussion because this bill is still going through reading right now. Uh, for those who don't know, the to in order to pass a law and to give powers to someone, you have to, uh, you have to pa- you have to pass through legislation through multiple readings until it is, uh, you know, until it is through. So the idea, uh, they they don't they really all the meeting was today was to really, um, and this is nothing private. If you're wondering, oh, Kevin, you shouldn't talk about this. Well. This, this is this is not private. This is all on the Canadian website. You can look it up. It has been popularized, obviously, because this is not newsworthy and not social media worthy. So 
this, this, stu- this stuff is definitely not no probably none of you would know about this um mm-hmm. n- probably i'm saying uh maybe you work with the Kenyan government I, I don't know well i mean you just found out final found this out today didn't i didn't you? actually i found this out like a few weeks ago a few months ago but yes it's, it is it is very new to me and this uh-huh. the first reading of the bill actually it's called bill s210 if you want to look it up uh it's it, this was the first reading and it was and i have it in front of my computer screen here it, it started on uh september 30th 2020 so it's pretty new um hmm. and i didn't know anything about it and this is very we had very interesting conversations about you know how we should appoint this uh, commissioner for children and youth in canada uh, let me read the purpose of the bill and who this independent commissioner, what this person would do, uh, is uh, the, pur- the purpose of this act, so Bill S-210, is to establish an independent commissioner for children and youth in Canada to promote, monitor, and report on the impl- implementation of Canada's obligations under the Convention and to advance in rights of children and youth in Canada, giving primary consideration to the best interests of children of child and all actions uh, concerning children. So this is a person, uh, from my understanding, is this the person who uh, will advocate for all youth in Canada? Uh, it's not just one person, obvi- not one person job, obviously, but this person, like, it's like, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau, right? It's, it's like that guy, but mm-hmm. like, um, you know, a independent person from politics, uh, as they say, um, who will, you know, advocate for youth and, you know, um, any problems that youth bring up to them, um, they will uh, address those problems, okay? And um, we had some interesting conversations today around that because since they're still discussing the bill, um, they wanted our opinions about, you know, uh, one of the few questions that we discussed today was the purpose of the commissioner, um, the uh, how do we appoint this commissioner, the accountability of this commissioner and how how what is the um overlooking uh what should the commissioner overlook should the commissioner overlook systemic stuff or more individualized uh problems that we should fix okay those are very important questions when it comes to appointing someone of that nature okay for those who uh, so what does the uh, yeah sorry what does the independent uh stuff mean like independent youth what is that like what is so, that is so there the definition idea, to it um from what i see here i don't see uh anything that the the, the ter- design that um says anything about you know independence and doesn't uh, there's probably a definition section but that's like you know these bills are way too long to read and i don't want to yeah. scroll through it all right now but the idea of being independent is um no it's not affiliated with any government party. Uh, it's not affiliated with the federal government itself. It's by it's funded by the uh, federal government uh, for a set amount of money, I assume, or uh, funding comes to the government. But the idea is no one in the government can really, uh, the idea is no one can influence them and it's not going to talk any politics. They're just going to fo- solely focus on uh, promoting the prote- promoting and protection of the rights and well-being of children and youth uh, who are who are in a vulnerable group. Uh, so this could be you know homeless youth, uh, marginalized youth, um, uh, First Nations youth is a really good one, mm-hmm. um, and all that. Right um, in Canada, there has never been a person that you know is independent. We've had ministers uh, in Canada who 
are, are of the federal government who overlooked uh, who overlooks the you know public policy and stuff like that with uh, youth, right? But they're more of like you know uh, advocating the party's kind of promises. So you know, behind every government, we have you know the voting election season, right? And what happens is when people elect someone, um, they, they they make some promises, right? So Trudeau would make this A B C promise, and they'll have to advocate for that uh, after they get voted in, kind of idea, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the, they're, they're, the people in the ministry right now and people who are appointed these positions in the government, um, they're people who follow the, you know, the liberal party agenda kind of thing. Um, they're the people who lead Canada because they were voted in for a reason. More people like them. Uh, therefore, um, we're going to go with their policy and they will still take continuing kind of like um, feedback and stuff like that. But they're going to roll with the. Uh, with their agenda kind of thing they'll they'll pass it through uh the legislation kind of thing um but obviously you know it still has to go through the other parties and other um uh, political leaders to actually pass a law right Uh, that's how democracy works uh, for those who don't know uh it's not just you know one person making all the rules and saying oh you know this stuff this and that um it's 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 more than just the voting process that you know everybody partakes in it's it's lawmaking too okay um, so speaking of in the, going back to independence, uh, that is what that means. That's a long answer to that. Um, yeah. They're trying to establish someone that's independent from the government. Um, and how are they going to do that and operate? That's that's the, the that was what, that was one of the questions. That was one of the questions, right? Um, uh, the, a lot, some people uh, were saying that uh, when we discussed this at, at work today. Uh, we discussed, uh, you know, appointment through vote, voted the voting process, okay? And they were saying that, you know, youth can vote for this because youth are the people getting affected by it. Uh, therefore, they are the people who understand their problems the most, uh, according to um, this person's opinion. Uh, I think quite a few people at the meeting today had this opinion. Um, and therefore, they should be the ones voting. And then the question was brought up being, how old should these people be? Uh, one person said 10 plus, uh, one person said 15 plus, one person said 16 plus. Um, and that is a very important question. The important question of, you know, what defines a youth is another very, uh, youth and maturity. I, I studied this back in university. And um, when we talked about youth delinquency, uh, we were questioning um, the idea of what's maturity, right? Oh, I'm talking too much. Juan, what do you think maturity means? What do you think you, how do you, how would you define youth and maturity? Well, I think that's a good point. Um, because this has to do with the bill, right? I mean, what's the, what's the, the standard understanding of the age group for youth population? So, so children would be the ages 17 and under, or even 16 and under, I think from, or 15 and under, I think, was the uh, idea, um, what we go by today. Um, the idea of not being an adult would be 17 and under. But the United Nations, when I looked this up at uh, when I was in the meeting, because I was questioning this myself, I was like, yo, what defines youth? Like, what are you, if you're saying you're only going to help youth up to 17 years old, what about the people who suffer the same problems with the 18, 19, 20, right? Um, and I know there's resources for adults uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it might not be enough, right? The adult, mm-hmm. you know, resources might not be uh, adequate or, or um, might not help the youth who just yeah. turn 18, right? 
so that's the question, right? The United Nations defines this as 15 to 24 years old. And a lot of people define it like that too. Should we help people up to 24 years old? What's maturity? Yeah, and I also think maturity and age is definitely independent, right? I mean, there's a 50-year-old man who's really immature and there's going to be an 18-year-old who's really mature. And so I yeah. think maturity really is independent from age group. And I think that's why it's so difficult to put a number on it. And um, in terms of like letting the youth vote uh, for such a big thing like this, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't their judgment be based on what their parents think? So at the end of the day, wouldn't their opinion reflect what their parents want? If, if we're talking about Some... a 16-year-old or even 10-year-old, I'm guessing it's going to be more influenced by their parents. Some ways, yes. You that that's a good point, man. Uh, the na- the the nurture kind of you know the nurturing environment that the youth grew up in that really influences the youth's opinions and their needs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 to counter your point, actually, you know, uh, youth are. Uh, what if we weren't giving the youth enough chances to grow as a person? What if youth can understand more, but we're not teaching it right now to them? Is it is it the issue of you know, youth not being able to uh, understand this stuff because we don't teach them the stuff this that early. When should we teach youth politics, and when should we teach youth, you know, these important questions that um, that require them to grow up? Right? Well, I think there's a difference uh, between educating children or youth population versus letting them vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, I think. We should teach kids um, at least a little bit like the basics of politics and, you know, how human nature works and all that kind of stuff. And I think education is definitely important in, you know, advancing their knowledge, advancing their voice in the future. And I think mm-hmm. we should implement some some programs to sort of listen to them, like what they think mm-hmm. about things and how they want to move forward. Yes. But when it but comes that, to voting, I think that's completely yeah. different, in my opinion. Yeah. So the idea of appointing this person, it's uh, it's very interesting to talk about. Um, let me just quickly go over uh, just just to provide the overview for everyone here. Um, so the powers. OK, this is in the bill S220, uh, uh, sorry, uh, first reading uh, powers. The commissioner has all powers of commissioner appointed under part two. So, you know, this uh, of the inquiries act. Uh, for the purpose of carrying out an inquiry and may make a copy of any document examined in the course of an inquiry. So I, I guess that really means um, they can um, just basically pass, they have the power to pass the law and, and, and advocate for one. Uh, I'm not too mm. sure what that really means. Um, okay, number five is uh, the commissioner may, upon reasonable notice and subject to any personal safety and security considerations or restrictions, a, enter any place of detention or residence of children and youth under control or operation of the government of Canada, and B, have direct access in conditions of privacy to the children and youth detained in the place described in paragraph A. So, and, and powers is a really important question uh, when it came up to, you know, where, where should, you know, how should youth really 
um, how should this commissioner, what, what, what power should this commissioner have if it's independent from political power, right? Um, yeah. And um, the, the person and the person, the senator uh, initially, I don't know if this is with a senator or, or whatnot, but from what I hear, I'm hearing is they're planning to make this uh, without any warning. Okay, so this person can go into institutions uh, without any warning and, you know, and go off some standard uh, by whatever standard they think see fit, uh, they will design one, uh, I assume so. And they can, um, you know, make feed, give feedback to them or uh, even so, I don't know what's the extent of power, what extent of the power is, or even shut down the institution that they, they, they have to because uh, it's seen unsafe, quote unquote. Um, so they can do, that's an example of something they can do according to what this bill says. Um, and hmm. what I said to, today was I voiced out my opinion being, and I was like, they shouldn't go in without notice. Um, you know, they should go, um, they, cause this is the first reading. Okay. Now they, now they went to the second reading. They, they moved on to say that they should go in unnoticed because the idea is to have the full picture of how the youth live at a certain residence. So for example, uh, I, I, I work at a, um, I work at a um, a residence home where children with uh, mental disabilities uh, live, and we help them out. So, for example, this commissioner or, or whoever works with this commissioner would be able to come in without any notice and say, "Okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Fix it." And I said, "Well, that's unfair. You didn't give us a heads up to clean the place up. Uh, what you see today might just have been a you know a." little screw up of you know my oh the child the child was very aggressive today and it seemed like a really it seemed like a shit show uh, for a lack of a better term it seemed like a shit show today so it's an unfair representation of how our workplace operates so i was saying maybe they should give some notice um and the commissioner um mm -hmm. to, to 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 investigate the place right and and by all means i support the investigation part and to look into these youth institutions because there are some places that are really shitty. <laughs> Homeless shelters are, there's probably some of them out there that treat youth really badly. And, um, you know, and which sucks, right? So I agree with the investigation powers, but not to the extent without warrant. Um, if our commissioners, are they saying that commi commissioners are, should be based on, based on youth population? So it's going to be a 16-year-old who's going to be running the commission? Or, see, like, that's... That's the that's the problem too. Uh, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, to answer your question, um, they haven't appointed an age limit to this yet. There's well, no age I mean, limit to become a commissioner. Um, honestly, obviously, the person has to be qualified and um, has enough experience in uh, creating public policy and all that stuff. So uh, a 16 year old probably <laughs> more or less likely probably wouldn't have that experience doing so, right? Um, but the idea, there's no age limit for this. Are we sort of like, this kind of sounds kind of a radical bill in my opinion, based on what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, maybe maybe I'm reading it wrong to you and it seems like, uh, it sounds like a really bad bill to you. Um, that might be well, the case too. I believe, um, yeah, youth should be given more power in order to change the direction of their, of that specific population. And I think you know, knowledge and education plays an important factor. But when it comes to, um, yeah, like you said, power, um, you know, 
you know, there was, you know, that, uh, at a UN speaker, um, I don't know how old she is, but she, she's a, she's a, she's definitely in the youth and she went to the UN and made a climate change speech. Oh, like, Greta, you... Greta Thunberg, I think her name was. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's a prime example of, well, I don't want to say she's misinformed or anything like that, but I mean, climate change is a complicated topic mm-hmm. and, I'm guessing this youth thing and being an independent uh, community or something like that is a complicated thing and making policies, yes. implementing them. It's obviously make, it, make them to pass. Yes, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. And make it effective. Um, and then one of that speech uh, that she made is that, you know, we're all doing crap and, you know, you know, there's no hope for the young population. Um, mm-hmm. But that's actually not true. Right. I mean, there's more forest, there's more trees in the Amazon forest than, you know, hundred years ago. And, you know, to fight climate change, just building solar panels are, it's not going to help. <laughs> um, but I mean, there is a pretty stable research suggesting that if we bring the GDP of a country up, they care more about the environment. And that's one of the way. And, you know, and there's, so it, my point is it's so complicated that is it safe for us to rely on kids? I'm not saying kids are stupid. But, you know, they need the experience, they need, you know, it's a complicated thing. So if we put them at a power of youth, wouldn't that even like crumble the stability of that? You know, like, Mm -hmm. how are they going to maintain it? Is there going to be authority figure or what's going to happen with that? And you you said experience that takes Mm -hmm. time. And naturally, I would say the 30, 40 year old you know, people would be more experienced in that sense. Yeah. Um, that's, so. yeah, no, I agree with that. And um, I think it's the idea of not, it's very wishy-washy again. Mm-hmm. And to have someone had to have this much power aside from politics, it's, it's, it, 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 it's really hard, right? And going back to the appointment, my biggest concern is the appointment. Okay. Out of all this stuff, um, because, Appointing a person now, they're saying that appointing a person from you know a, a, the government appointing someone is would be ineffective because it's not independent anymore because that gets political. But uh, as you said earlier, but even before this podcast, isn't that a political statement itself? Mm-hmm. Right, the idea of being independent um, is a political statement. Be like, oh, I'm not going to be. Um, influenced by any parties that's a political statement itself now to get youth to vote for one i'm not entirely against it but there's some important key uh questions you need to answer how old are these youth supposed to be to vote for this person how is the voting process going to work is it just is it going to be an election like what's are there going to be candidates like what's going to happen there um and my most troubling thought, uh, I spoke to this with my coworkers too, is how are you supposed to be, how, 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 do, how are you supposed to understand these, how, how, how are you supposed, sorry, getting lost of words, uh, how are you supposed to understand these important, poli- it's still political when it comes to um, dealing with these uh, issues, right? So for ex- one, uh, one great example I thought of was um, teenage pregnancy. That mm-hmm. is an issue, right? That is a youth problem. Um, teens are getting pregnant and um, when it comes to the idea of getting pregnant 
the idea of abortion comes up. Okay, mm-hmm. and the abortion debate has been widely talked about. I'm not going to go into the, into that today because that could be a separate podcast itself. That could be a two-hour yeah, talk, right? I'm not going to talk about that, but that's political. That is a political talk, okay? Yeah. Whether to advocate for abortion for a teenage pregnancy is a political talk. So saying it's independence for this commissioner to advocate yeah, for doesn't... a teenage preg- to see, to either say either or side right for pregnancy or teenage pregnancy is not allowed or mo- most most of today people will probably say uh teenage pregnancy will be allowed because of avc that's a political statement that's saying um you know abortion is legal is morally right and this is what's going to happen and mm-hmm. therefore you know we need to advocate for that for this uh population of youth who are um more likely marginalized and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we so, cannot really separate politics. It's from, so hard. You yeah. gotta deal with politics when you're in a group. I mean, it's so hard. Like, it's impossible to run a cooperate, you know, a group or small community without politics. It's just I don't, I don't think it's possible. And so, if yeah, they want to become independent into... from the government, are you trying to create a different government? Like, what's like what like I. I yeah, sure. Be more power, you know, have more power, have more funding going into it. But becoming independent wouldn't really solve anything, in my opinion. Yeah, to, it, I'm just reading a bit more here uh, to assist in the develop. So one of the roles is to assist in the development and, and implementing implementation in cooperation with First Nations, Inuit or Métis children uh, mm-hmm. to encourage through the use of media, social networks and yeah. other methods, the partip- participation of children and youth. Uh, mm. according to their age and maturity that word comes up again yeah, that's so in, subjective in heck? all aspects of canadian society and in activities of the office and commissioner uh sorry just one last one is to consult with children and youth and representative representatives of children and youth groups as well as service providers and others in respect of issues that may have an impact on the lives of children and youth um so Isn't maturity by... defined by adults? <laughs> Legit, yeah. It's like it's I don't understand this bill. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good bill. It's 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 in okay. good heart to put a it's it's good in theory to put a person in there to advocate for youth more. And I brought up a really good uh a good good point uh, a positive for the society is they can even reform. A, a very old ass youth justice act the y y j a youth justice act yeah y j a which is the uh criminal law for youth they can reform that it has been changed since two thousand five um on on the sentencing of youth and if they can if and what we you know do with juveniles who commit a crime um mm-hmm. And maybe we can change that with the commissioners look at, you know, these populations and being like, hmm, juvenile youth actually need this. Uh, they don't need to go to a detention center. This is ineffective. We need people like that. This is a, I'm not, this is a, this is a good bill. Uh, and I totally, I, in theory, okay, good bill in theory. It's, it's good to put someone there. But the idea yeah. of getting this person to only stay independent, uh, isn't there, like, do, like, for some, for youth to vote for this stuff too, like man, like do they know how much lobbying goes behind the scenes of politics too? Like mm-hmm. the the idea of corporations. Um, yeah, we're gonna get the money from. 
<laughs> exactly. The government gives them. That's, that's the idea, right? Government funding. But where does government funding come from? From lobbyists who, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> who pay tax dollars more in here and there. Like, who knows if shady deals are going on, going on behind the scenes? Like, don't right? you have to, like, fight for the funds? Like, government's just going to, you know, make it rain. So yeah. you have to sort of fight for the funds as well. Um, exactly. There's all these politics. little... There's all these little things, man, that I, I, I'm questioning. And I, I really yeah. want this to go into practice. I want it to be better for these newcomer youth who come here. I want it better for the kids I, uh, yeah. I help out in the, uh, the, institution, the other institution I work for uh, as a part-time. Um, but the mm-hmm. idea of putting this commissioner um, saying that all this... Um, saying... Uh, sorry... I lost my train of thought <laughs> um, and saying yeah. it's like, you know, we should appoint like these are there's there's important questions in the, in the end of the day that need to be answered. And I'm very interested in how this is going to move on. I'm very interested in hearing the youth opinions on this, because uh, the, from what I'm aware of, the government of Canada will um, appoint someone to uh, get the opinions from youth themselves um, across Canada uh, to see how this would be enacted. And how this bill would pass, and uh, and the logistics mm-hmm. of who this commissioner might be, and who might work for them, and stuff like that. Um, but this 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 will this will definitely be a continuing discussion. Um, to yeah, this, to I its think great extents. Yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, changing the law or having a big reform like yeah. this, I don't. You know, I think we can achieve. The same level of progress uh, Hello? to make youth population oh, more involved. Yo, you cut off, bro. You cut off. <laughs> uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, we'll I mean, you, do... yeah, you got Sorry. cut off before, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, what I was saying is that, you know, maybe we can achieve the same level of involvement, change, and shift in power to youth without reforming or creating an independent, uh, I don't know, independent community or whatever, because, um, I did, I did work with, um, uh, a professor who is, um, who, who, who's not writing it, but he, she, she's like the, the founder or well, not the founder, but she's really up there with, um, ADHD research. Yeah. Uh, it's called cat, uh, man, Kadra. And um, this is an organization where it's a, you know, nonprofit organization where clinicians, students, even people who are diagnosed with, with ADHD comes together, talk about research, talk about how they're doing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there I was involved in a, um, in a study where, you know, we collected all the opinions and thoughts of everyone, including clinicians. Uh, students, university students, you know, you know, you know, you know, scholars or whatever, everybody. And you compile everything and see what is the most, uh, what we need, what they need to do to improve uh, in research, in quality, you know, in with people who's living in with ADHD. And so maybe we can do that with youth population. You know, maybe there could be research done on, you know, people who's working like you, you know, taking all the opinions from you, like what we should do better, what can we, you know, implement, and then do that with youth population. 
and then you collect all those information together and then maybe find out what they what, what we need to do i don't know i don't well, know if that, is, that like is that is that is exactly the pity i gave i gave to the people today uh, I, yeah, I said I the mean, exact thing you said do research and and then from that point then implement that's what the commission you should do is to compile a team of people to do research and yeah. then see what policies you can go from there uh, and right. if you want to handle individualized situations look at the individual factors look at the systemic factors in that research uh, what does it say okay once it proves it out and this is what the, the data says then go with the policy implications um, that that is exactly what i said today man you took the words out of my mouth this afternoon <laughs> yeah man i mean you know big changes like that i mean you know at times it's needed but you know there needs to be more thought to it to make something happen especially yeah. with big movements like that you know creating an independent <laughs> thing i don't know yeah, i don't know i, I don't know how, I don't know how I, I really don't know how it's gonna move on but um that that is you know my take on it is there needs to be a lot more questions asked uh, um i i hope now now they didn't give us any more information they just assumed they they the whole meeting today was basically to get our opinions um if we were to as if nothing was solidified yet like nothing was like uh solid um nothing was discussed uh, how should we do it um and you know that's I think yeah. they're going to take what we said into consideration and then move it back to the senator who wants to push for this uh, bill. And uh, they're going to go from there. Um, uh, but those are the, I guess that's what they're doing so far. Maybe they've already thought of these questions already. Um, in the I mean, they probably did. I mean, probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah, I trust our leaders uh, in Canada. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so enough talk about that. Um, that was a very interesting 30 minutes of our time. Um, I talked for most of it, um, but uh, I I hope viewers don't get bored of my voice already or listeners. Sorry. Um, but today let's go back to our main topic, uh, conspiracy theories. So, uh, this is a fun topic because uh we were just fooling around and thinking of a topic and conspiracy theories came up. Um, so to to, to define what conspiracy theory is, uh, I want to talk about that first. Is uh, through the Merriam-Webster website. Uh, I have this in front of me. Uh, the idea, the definition of a conspiracy theory is a theory that explains an, an event or set of circumstances as a result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. Okay, so it's, it's, it's the idea of um, there are there are certain events happen and um, people think of, you know, widely uh, wild ass like um, ideas and and, and how this came to be. And uh, one of the very, I guess, what do you call it? I guess the, one of the very uh, popular conspiracy theories nowadays is, is involving COVID-19. I want to talk about of, that. In terms of definitions, I think, um, yeah, I was looking into what, you know, what makes people so, uh, at times even desperate, or, uh, you know, to believe in a conspiracy theory. Uh, and there's not really a lot of research done because I think one of the big problems is not having a solid definition of what conspiracy theory is or conspiracy or people who believe in conspiracy theories. Like, how do you even define that? Yeah, uh, I, I think, I, you know, I one definition you just said was, I think, one of them. And I think there's a, another definition, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, 
I forgot what it was, but it's like it's like beyond. It's like it's motivated by evil um, motives to you know corrupt the world or something like that. But I think it's just people try to find an excuse of not, you know, especially for COVID too. There's a lot of excuses being like, oh, we don't want lockdown. Like that's that's one of the main things is people believe in conspiracy theories because they want to find an alternative being like they're going to push the responsibility of this um, pandemic towards another, um, you know, towards another reason, um, Mm. which is obviously the uh, countries and evil political parties and all that stuff. Um, Right. But but the idea of a conspiracy theory again it's it's only a theory right it's 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 not nothing that's like you know hundred percent concrete uh, these are ideas that can be debunked debunked um, and a lot of times they have been debunked um, so let's go into one uh, I'm gonna read like a few uh, off of two websites I found so um, the first one is blaming five G. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, that conspiracy theory should be easy to debunk it is a biologically impossible for viruses to spread using electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, so that's this is the idea is they're bl- people are blaming COVID-19 because, you know, uh the big cell phone companies invented 5G. Oh my and, god. And that was the uh big meme that <laughs> went across the internet. Um obviously debunked. Um another like, interesting- why do you why do we- people just lost all reason being like oh countries are evil they're just trying to control us like oh it's like you debunk that and then like the other group is like debunking is a conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) it's like bro you can't you can't win (laughs) you can't no and then that's that's a problem with these conspiracy theories man they're just so wild that you're like what do i even say back to them it's like reason can no longer uh you know, tell them what's up, right? Uh, another one is the virus escaped from a Chinese lab because, as we yes. all know, it came from the city of Wuhan in China. Uh, yes, and, and it's um, and people are saying that uh, it actually it was a biological weapon that came out from Chinese labs um, that was released by accident. So then now whole this whole pandemic happened and stuff like that, and that is actually the reason why. Uh, most of these, uh, we talked about this before, guys. It's the uh, anti-race, anti-Asian racism going on. Um, is people in attacking Asians because people thought all Chinese people have are evil because you know they released this virus. <laughs> <sighs> so dumb. That's another interesting one because I mean it's not entirely not possible. Um, I can't... I mean with that one, yeah, like it's it's somewhat. Uh, like I mean, I, I I did read into it like when the first article came out, and um, yeah, like a, like apparently there was like some reports from scientists saying that there was a a, a strand like that or something like that, and and, uh, and 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 they saw it in the lab, but then they weren't able to you know come out or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be true because I mean Chinese government they hide a lot of stuff. So They're very sketchy. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Uh, here's another one. COVID nineteen doesn't actually exist. <laughs> yeah, talk, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell tell it to you know millions of people who are infected and who are struggling. Ask them if it doesn't exist. Oh my god! Uh, it says here, according to professional conspiracy theorists like uh, David Ick and Infowars Alex Jones. I'm sure some people. Oh my god, that guy! 
COVID-19 doesn't exist, but is a plot by the globalist elite to take away our freedoms. Illuminati. Illuminati. That's another conspiracy theory. New world order. Um, Yeah. And that ties into uh, the next one that says, some (sighs) believe that a deep state of America's elite is planning to undermine the president and that Dr. Anthony Fauci, the face of the U.S. coronavirus pandemic response, is a secret member. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Some of these are radical. Oh, my God. These are hilarious. Okay, here's another one. COVID is a plot by Big Pharma. Big Pharma? (laughs) Big Pharmacy Company. So, like, you know, the, the people. So, the idea is that, you know, vaccines come out when there's a virus. And once it's deadly enough, we have to put the vaccine in our bodies to fight it back, right? To not get, you know, basically COVID-19. And people are saying that Big Pharma has made up COVID-19 because they want to make more money from governments and countries so that, um, you know, they buy more of the vaccine and they get rich kind of thing. Um, Yeah, but then if that was the case, then every pharma company should have came up with a vaccine already made. Like they shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense if they for them to lose money and they would have prepared for it if it was actually made by them. Oh my god, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's not in COVID, <laughs> yeah, it's it it uh like anti-maskers. I think to a certain ex- extent, I can somewhat sympathize with them. Um, with all the shit that's going on with especially Ontario, mm-hmm. uh. They're doing a horrible job with, uh, you know, like at the very at the very beginning. If you want to have sex, wear a mask and have, <laughs> and have sex. And then over time, you're like, you should wear two masks. You know, two masks is better than one mask. It's like, where is the logic in that? Like, it's like, is wearing two condoms safer than having one condom? <laughs> hey, man. Maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't tried it. <laughs> Who knows? You dirty motherfucker. <laughs> I don't no, know. It's just so. It's so. I don't know. Like, to a certain extent, I can sort of understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, they shouldn't be doing it to sort of prove to themselves that they're logical and the others are not. And yeah. at the end of the day, you're sort of hurt. You know, harming other people for not wearing your mask. In the end and, of the day, yeah, it's... and is it really worth the the effort of fighting everyone? Like, if you don't wear a mask, everyone will look at you and give you shit. I would just wear a fucking mask and just yeah, not man. deal with that shit. Like, just you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild, man. Um, another one of these conspiracy theories, okay, according to another website now, is the increasing cases are the results of increased testing. Okay. So the idea is as coronavirus cases surge in the U.S., um, back then when uh, Trump was president, uh, Trump frequently claimed that the spikes were merely the result of more people getting tested. He has tweeted that without testing, we would be showing almost no cases. <laughs> and as... <laughs> That's so stupid, man. <laughs> I'm not going to test, so there's no number. Oh, my God. Of course, dude. Oh, God. Uh, and has and has said in interviews that the reason numbers uh, appear to have gone up is that testing has increased. Uh, this website also states why it's false, uh, which they say, if this scenario were true, 
one would expect the percentage of positive tests to decrease over time. But numerous analyses have shown the opposite. The rate of positive tests rose in many states. Um, and that had big outbreaks in this past summer. Uh, I don't know when this is written, but in the I think it was last summer. And it decreased in states uh, that controlled their outbreaks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's reasonable to believe that, you know, some people still believe that though. Like even to some extent, I believe that, you know, the increase of tests, uh, increase of cases nowadays um, is because of the increase of tests, uh, increase of cases today is because of increase of testing. But then again, you know, if you think about it, uh, the increase of cases in, you know, for example, in, uh, increased amount of testing in China, for example, they should have the most cases because they have a lot of people. <laughs> then why aren't they number one on the global list if they're doing right. tests, you know, ev- like very frequently, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and these are <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> uh and the, uh, this is why people believe it, is there was a sh- ser- severe shortage of tests in the U.S. early on during the pandemic, and their availability has increased. Uh, actual testing remains far short uh, of what is needed. Uh, it is logical to wonder whether more cases are simply being detected. Uh, if you look only at total cases and not at the proportion of positive tests or the rates of hospitalization, fuck <laughs> hospitalization <laughs> and death um yeah that's one conspiracy theory is the more testing more 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 covid numbers um but i, I think the idea is to look at the positive rates uh, rather than tests <laughs> um uh, yeah, i don't know it's just know. like with conspiracy theories i think it's obviously blown into proportion due to you know the access to information right Yep. Um, one of the thing, one of the arguments, is, you know, not not the argument, but to justify that their reasoning is is making sense is that apparently anti-maskers within that group, there's a lot of, you know, credible doctors, nurses, you know, healthcare workers involved in anti-mask in anti-masking movement, and I just want to understand, you know. What's causing us to believe in one thing and discrediting the other? You know what I mean? Like same with same with people who doesn't believe in conspiracy theories. Like what makes you think we should dismiss it so quickly? You yeah. know, we should sort of give them a chance and listen to it. It's why why that is? Investigate, <laughs> find out what's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, there's not a lot of research done on it, so I can't. You know, I I try to look at I look up like research articles and stuff like that, but you know, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty sad. So hopefully, there's more research done on it. I hope so, man, because like many of these conspiracy theories are, because <sighs> some of them could be very dangerous to believe in. Yeah, man. Right. Oh, like, like there's consequences to it. Yeah, and the actions that people take after that, right? Like especially COVID, like. Oh, like oh, the moment you don't believe this thing exists, like you're gonna be spreading COVID nineteen like no tomorrow. You could die yourself, man. Like you don't know how this virus can mutate, right? The idea of a virus mutating is you know highly possible, and we've seen those cases where you know new variants coming in from separate countries. Like that's just dangerous, man. Like it is, it is, and I think one of the argument is the you know why are we taking this so seriously when the the death ratio is like one percent. 
And oh, like, I've heard that a lot. Ninety-nine percent of people survive. Um, it is a low ratio, but one percent out of millions of people—that's a lot of people dying from it. Like, it's yeah, not like the they, Spanish flu, but when if they you don't need to how, be dying, right? <laughs> right, and like the global—you know—the you know how we're all connected now, and you know how fast it can spread. And there's a apparently there's a third uh, variant to COVID. That has infected so many people in India. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 getting into more shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I don't think we'll be out. I don't think we'll be out. You know, this year, <laughs> maybe I next year. So oh God, uh, we're gonna keep saying maybe next year, but fuck, man. But honestly, like. <laughs> There are certain grounds to believe that, you know, this whole new conspiracy theory is, there's some truth to it at the end of the day. Um, there is there is a reason why people are thinking this. And, you know, one, one of the things is uh, people think it's, you know, governments taking control and they want to control us to become a, um, <laughs> yo, you know what I hear in people in the comments? Uh, when, people, oh. when people, like these, these uh, you know, one of the popular Instagram um um, accounts is called Six Buzz, right? For those who don't know, it's Six Buzz. Uh, that's a uh, Toronto-based Instagram account that posts a lot of content. Uh, out to a certain extent, news too, but I, I wouldn't classify yeah. them as a news media. Yeah, um, but um, really consider they, them as credible. <laughs> yeah, they they post a lot of stuff about like COVID nineteen, and so, a lot of people on the site say communism. They're like, this is the rise of communism because the government is trying to control us and we should resist. I'm like, if you're going to resist this stuff, at least use the right words, man. You're using the wrong term for this shit. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that stress you out a lot? Like, thinking that COVID is ran by a communist agenda? That shit would stress you out real quick. Bro, because the idea it's so of out communi- of your reach. It doesn't make sense to call it communism. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, you know obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what communism is. <laughs> right? It's obvious, but like my point is, like if you think something a communism or fucking you know, that's it's like sure can believe that, but like yo, your life is gonna be miserable, and they're like, oh, I'm searching for the truth, searching for the truth. What the fuck does it even mean? <laughs> Like, what is even truth, bro? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a multi layered question. It's, it's 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 a multifactorial question. <laughs> <laughs> we can't answer that straight away. <laughs> um, oh man! Yeah, no, these these conspiracy theories really really chop me up. And um, the, yeah, oh, God, God, people for for God's sakes, people, please call it. If you're gonna call it a communist thing, I know what you mean by communism. Call it the dictatorship or call it like um, authoritarian. Don't call it communism. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Like what? Communism so is e- the idea where the-, the government spreads resources equally to everyone. It's not the idea of controlling your whole life. Okay, that is not what communism really is. The the, the fact that you see, co- I think this comes from like the Cold War being like uh, back when the Cold War existed was the idea of de- democracy versus communism. Everyone yeah. viewed democracy. Uh, everyone viewed that you know, the, at least the Western states believed that, um, you know, 
communism is bad or they're the all evil. But to be honest, no country was really communist when they claimed they were communist, right? Like mm-hmm. China today is not really communist. Um, <laughs> um, North Korea is not. It's a dictator. It's straight up dictatorship. It's not even communist anymore. Uh, I think I don't think it ever was. Um, did did they get COVID equally? Did they get the equal amount of COVID? Yeah, that's should, that's right? a communist country. Yeah, communist country. You know, you you get COVID. If the other person in your household gets COVID, you get COVID too. Okay, but your like even COVID. <laughs> yeah, even even communist countries, they have, they have to subject other group of minorities to to suffer. Like yeah. in, in in Russia, right? In Soviet Union, they have to kill like they kill so many fucking farmers and shit. Like, like China's regime was brutal when it first started, man. Like they killed so many people when uh, the uh, I think it was the Great Leap, the Great Leap or something like that to push the economy up. When uh, Mister yeah. Chairman Mao tried to like push it up, they had to kill billions, like millions of people, just so they could yeah, man. Their agenda. And yeah, where's communism in that? Yeah, like, that shit. Like, I, I guess that's a whole separate question to talk about what communism really is. But the idea is, yeah. guys, stop calling it communism. It's dictatorship. It's authoritarian. Call it that, please. Say say stop authoritarian. <laughs> Don't say stop communism. That's not the right term for it. It's just pissing me off. <laughs> oh, pissing me off to think about that, man. Uh, please, just put the right words in. I, I, I respect your opinion, okay? You can say what you want. I respect okay, your opinion, but it's fucking stupid. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Okay, it's not communism. I know what you're trying to mean. I know what you're trying to say, but it's the wrong term. You're using the wrong term, man. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, what are the other? Uh, I mean, flat Earth, flat Earth theory is <laughs> is pretty <laughs> is pretty prevalent. Oh my goodness. Flat Earth theory. And you know? there was oh wait, was it flat Earth theory or was that something else? Okay, I think explain. I think like like physicists and freaking scientists had to argue in a room with flat Earth theories uh, theorists. And it's so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. These people who's believing in flat Earth theories are like they have no credibility at all. And these nope. physicists are like. Hmm. No, that's not how it really works, and gives a very scientific explanation to why it is not. It's like, mm, I don't think so. I have yeah. five years' experience of listening to YouTube videos. <laughs> oh my god! Non-peer-reviewed informations. <laughs> okay, but the idea of flat Earth is weird because don't you think like you know why don't you go why don't you go like sail out to like. Antarctica or something and then go past that what would happen okay you go see yourself this you know the idea is that you know if it's really a flat earth you would fall off the earth and die right but Mm -hmm. no explorers have gone throughout the world okay they've navigated from the south pole to the north pole because the earth is round it's a fucking sphere okay and how it works is you go from South Pole, and then when you go, all, you go, you have to go around the Earth all the way back up to the North Pole. People have done that, and you know there is probably plenty of navigations that you know or adventures that people have gone on to disprove your flat Earth theory stuff. Okay, <sighs> yeah, it's and crazy. Yeah. I think it's like with conspiracy theories, it's grounded on like negativity, like yeah. it's. 
it's all about human like it's a big scale uh you know destruction you know flat earth and you know 5g covid and all that shit mm-hmm. it's about like this even spiritual you know you know people are controlling what we believe in but you know is it called something different if it's something positive because I'm, i was thinking about like time and you know you know time traveling and stuff like that those are not called conspiracy theories so they're called something else right like they have a different categories to them uh time travel uh, or sure. like with space like something you know infinite infinity like all that kind of concepts it's something different right like those are not c- called conspiracy theories i think they're just theories in general i don't think there's anything like other than better words to, to explain right because theories are grounded in you know um you know, they can facts. replicate and all that shit they can replicate the data and uh, multiple facts suggest this thing but you know it's a theory in the end of the day because we haven't be able to reproduce to really put it into action right so stuff like um how you know gravity works right there's there's the gravitational theory it's a theory because we can't really uh, see gravity we can only put it in numbers and stuff like that right um but we can't really see gravity we can feel gravity but uh we can't really um say 100% that you know what gravity is and what the equations tell what gravity is is 100% true that, that that that's that's the idea of you know that the philosophy of science right that's a very interesting um a uh, thing too it's it's to say like you know every theory can be disproven okay yeah. if it, if it's not falsifiable it's it's no longer a theory it's 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 no longer an argument um that's just a one-sided opinion that you have that you know cannot be disproven for whatever reason uh, i think that's what i would say um mm. but every theory needs can be falsified uh some way or another and um, that's a good point because and, conspiracy theories cannot be falsified yeah so there's random claims man like it's not credible it yeah. has to be credible it has to be, it can it has to be some it has to be you know the steps of uh falsifying it has to be there right uh, if, you know because again uh theories of gravity uh space time travel and stuff like that um or parallel universes for example um those have some grounds of uh explanation to them and you know that you know especially with gravity too like we've proven it exists okay um right. but uh there were certain steps towards that right it can be falsified in certain ways um but you know scientists over time have discovered that uh the idea of um, you know, uh, these idea of gra- the idea of gravity and the numbers of gravity, um, it can be reproven over and over again, even if it can be falsified. Uh, so that is why mm-hmm. this is a valid theory today. Um, but conspiracy theories, <laughs> uh, they can't really be falsified. Like, like for example, 9-11, like it's caused by the U.S. president knowing yeah. earlier. Like, what can you really say about that? How can you falsify that really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there was tests done on like how buildings collapse and shit like that, but uh, it's, and yeah, there's no there's no ends to it, you know. Yeah, there's like there's always something. It can never really be solidified as a, a fact. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's what makes the conspiracy theory a theory. But in the end of the day, there are some uh, truth to say about these things. Like it makes you really wonder, you know, did. Did the U.S. government have any shady deals that you know that made 9/11 happen? Uh, did they did anyone profit all of off of 9/11? Right? It's it's very 
Uh, it's very questionable, right? And, you know, these COVID-19 theories, right. again, like conspiracy theories, it's interesting to discuss and interesting to uh, investigate because in the end of the day, we don't really know if it's true or false. Um, yeah, and I think a good, a good a balance between conspiracy theories and, uh, and facts or slash truth is, I think, corruption. I think, mm-hmm. you know, talking specifically about Korean politics and Korean corruption, that's definitely a thing. I mean, in, living in Canada, they're way better here. Um, mm-hmm. At least there's power to sort of look into things and, you know, you know, investigate and people generally are aimed for the good. But in Korea, no, no. Every corporation is at each other's throats and they play a different game. In You know, they're they're like a gang members. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I mean, you see things like this in Korean drama and we yes, only sir. think it's happening I... in drama, but it's it's not. It actually happens there. Bro, I love the Korean drama corruption stuff, man. That was so interesting. Yeah, and, and they're not coming out of this from in- imaginations. This is actually happening in Korea. Like shout outs know. to Stranger. That was a really good Korean TV show. <laughs> yeah. Shout outs. Shout outs to that one. Dang, yeah, man. So yeah, if you you know, I think that's a that's a good balance between, you know, there is truth there, but how are you gonna find that out? Because if you don't find the truth out, you're just gonna be called an arrogant. But the moment you find out, hey, you're really smart. So I think there's a redeemable quality if we look at look into corruption. But if you either lean on to corrupt, like finding you know, conspiracy theories, you know, speaking about that only, and only speaking about truth, and you know, you know that's not, I don't think that's a good balance. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. That's you know, a. Uh... A very interesting kind of take on that, yeah. No, corruption is, I guess, in between. Um, but yeah, um, is there anything else you want to add about the... Uh, that's a time... I guess that's, that's a good way to end things off. Yeah, is there anything so you want to add towards this topic? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I don't want to go too much into conspiracy theory or I'll end up being a conspiracy theorist myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are fascinating. They are, there is a weird attraction to them. There because... is, yes. Right, I mean, like, like that's just the mystery portion of it. It's very interesting. Right. Like, I know some people who listen. Like, I know some people who listen to uh, people who talk about mysteries of uh, of mur- mystery murders and stuff like that. And mis- and, and mm, it's, those are always you know, fun. The the idea of being mysterious and you know you finding out you wanting to find out what happens is is the pursuit curiosity. of curiosity, right? Yeah. Curiosity, we're on pursuit of truth, and you know that's that's the idea of a conspiracy theory, right? It's it's interesting yeah man. Uh, but yeah okay so i guess this ends today's podcast uh thank you for everyone for listening if you've reached to the end uh, thank you very much for listening to our podcast i uh, appreciate your support uh every time i see one more play on our uh on, on our podcast it makes me kind of happy uh, <laughs> even though we don't really have like you know that much uh it's it, it makes me happy to see that at least someone's listening to our bullshit uh, <laughs> um, but again, this is a little side project. 
Uh, you can catch us on every Friday um, where we will post a new podcast every week uh, very for various topics. And as we said last week, we are still looking for a uh, another co-host uh, to be on our show. Or ex- ex- No, sorry, not another co-host. I'm not trying to replace you one. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, say <laughs> we're, we're trying to get a guest on the show. Uh, if you are interested and you are listening to this right now, uh, please reach out to us. We are more than happy to, you know, Whatever you want to discuss, uh, you can bring onto the show, and we will have a discussion with you. Uh, I feel like bringing on guests will be very fun. Uh, what do you think, Juan? Yeah, I think so too. We'll bring a different dynamic into the conversation. Um, We're definitely preferably to, with someone with different, you know, views from us. Yeah, <laughs> I think you and I have very similar views on. We do, we do. Um, which is you know this, which is why we. We click, bro. That's why we talk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, please give us more feedback and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.